Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks. It's a new podcast all about pop culture. This is episode one, originally recorded on January 17th, 2020. And our theme for today is television. We're brought to you by nobody, but our theme song is written by Killing the Flower. Hope you enjoy. Hello, this is Popcast on the Rocks, a uh, new mm-hmm. podcast. I my name is John, and we're here. I'm here with Andrea. Um, hey, everybody. And our uh, producer is is muted. That's fine. Um, but shout out to Alan anyway. Yeah, we're uh, starting a new podcast talking about pop culture. Pretty simple, um, and we'll do it over whiskey. So, what are you drinking there, Andrea? Uh, so I've got some Game of Thrones whiskey here, Tully House, going on. Um, on the stones, pretty, stone rock. Yes, yes, whiskey stones. I mean, I can't, I can't have my whiskey being watered down while I'm talking. I mean, <laughs> yeah, mine's gonna get all watery. <laughs> the shame. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, yourself an amateur here, John. So yeah, I've got <laughs> Game of Thrones whiskey as well, but nice. uh, Baratheon. Yeah, so. we uh, we chose poor houses. I mean, neither of our houses are really left at the end here. <laughs> hey, well, you know, <laughs> I guess no spoilers, but Baratheon, you know, they're posed for a comeback, right? I don't know. I think uh, I think we'll have to wait for Martin's book to come out to see yeah. if uh, if there's anything, any life left in the house of Baratheon. Right. Been waiting how many years now? What's a couple more? For sure. Well, um, we could talk about books, I guess, but we got uh, <laughs> television shows. Um, yes. It's. I was. Um, you know, in starting this podcast, um, I just thought how crazy this is now, where we're recording to each other on the internet, and mm-hmm. you know, potentially to others. Whereas I don't know about you, but when I grew up, it was don't tell people your name don't tell people where you live you know anonymity on the internet and so i just think it's weird to put it all out there now but anyways news tv news yeah um you watch mindhunter at all i don't unfortunately i'm feeling like this is going to be i know we're going to get to this later but this is going to be a show i'm missing out on that i should be watching but i mean there there are so many but, but now should you is the question because oh, right, right. supposedly they're <laughs> they might not do a season three so have they said why at all yeah because the director who's pretty awesome he's got other stuff uh-huh. he wants to focus on oh okay well okay this is actually pretty perfect because i feel like shows that continue on without original directors or possibly original writers run a very dicey gambit. I mean, look at True Blood. Mm -hmm. Alan Ball, showrunner for five seasons, was excellent. I mean, everybody was talking about True Blood. And then he had to go because he had other projects at the end of season five, passed off all of his duties. And six and seven, I mean, who likes likes the end of True Blood? Nobody. Yep. Same, Same with Game of Thrones. I mean... You know, I'm I'm right. not the only person to say it, but but yes. I mean, you know, you, you get to the these like later episodes where like somebody major drops out, like 
George R. R. Martin's got other projects to focus on. He's got a book to write, for goodness sake, circling back to books. Um, and he's got, you know, how many other pilots in development that he's got to focus on. Mm-hmm. And without him, Weiss and Benioff just dropped the ball, yeah. I guess, to make an Alan Ball True Blood joke also. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when once you kind of have those core people drop out, is it wise to push on with the show? Yeah. Well, but then I could push back on that and say how with <laughs> Game of Thrones, they maybe should have had new showrunners. You know, yeah. you had showrunners that were no longer passionate or caring about the project. And it's something that had such, like, I think Mindhunter can die and people will be like, okay, the people doing it, they're looking to do other things. It's it's the way it's going to be. But they couldn't just stop Game of Thrones. So Right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you have so many actors that you have to lock down in that situation. Mm-hmm. And you have to, and you only have them for a certain amount of time. You got to do it. I think you get it, but it's still tough. Yep. Still tough. So it's a lot of eyes in that situation. Technical errors already. So normally I'm used to when you're chatting like this, then everybody else that gets switched to their screens. So the whole oh. start of this thing until just a bit ago is just you, <laughs> because. For, <laughs> So I gotta, oh. I'll switch. I'll be like, um, hiding behind my face. Television, television, yeah, television producer. Well, that's that's for the best, <laughs> I'm sure. But oh, um, shush. Um, but yeah, so I I really liked uh, I really liked My Hunter. I thought it was uh, season one was good. Season two really um, um, expanded. Uh, I really liked the some of the storylines they had in there with the one detective's kid. And they had some really creepy murderers in there. So it'll be sad um, if it doesn't come back. Is there, having not seen it, uh, is there a satisfying resolution to last season? That, that, <laughs> Absolutely you know? not. I mean, no. Okay, great. <laughs> no, it is totally set to continue. I mean, the whole Ugh, season, God, the, the season, begi- season two begins with uh, kind of the, alluding to a killer. Uh, sure. that they start showing that they never talk about until the last episode and they show him again and you're like, God, that guy is creepy. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So they were clearly leading to season three would explain and talk about uh, sure. this guy and what he's, uh, what he is. So. That's disappointing. Yes. That's always the worst when you have like some sort of, you know, cliffhanger something unresolved that feels pretty major and you just, you know, you don't get that the seasons you feel like you need. Yep. But well, I mean, there, there have been shows canceled before that, you know, they kind of come back and they feel like they're able to wrap up in some sort of fashion. Right. You know, um, or via movie sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd rather it, I guess, die and, and not be, um, then come back and be bad and have, you know, like you say, is someone else with a completely different vision to it, you know, um, or yeah. I'm okay waiting, you know, if they, if that ends up happening, but, um, we'll see. For um, sure. other things canceled. I see you got something in the notes about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, this just like came across my news feed the other day. I had sort of known about it and I just thought it was interesting, um, on two levels, um, 
so yeah, so there was talk of a possible show in development at HBO called Confederate. Um, and it was one of those uh, shows kind of like um, The Man in the High Castle, hmm. where it reimagines history. Um, oh, okay. In this case, you know, what if the South had won the Civil War and seceded from the Union? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's sort of like the United States growing from that point and and it would be set modern day you know having all this like backstory and history and imaginative you know right alternate history um but that's now canceled so game of game of thrones showrunners weiss and benioff they were the the minds behind it they were going to do it kind of got some pushback on um from fans um or you know tv followers i don't i don't guess these probably wouldn't be considered fans um, since they were pretty negative about the show. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not sure what you would call that then. But so they got a lot of pushback from, you know, kind of the pu- general public about not only the content, um, but the way in which they were going to create it. And so that just kind of fell apart. And then they, they're getting some offers from Netflix to direct some new things. And they were kind of shifting their attention there anyway. Um and then HBO was maybe going to keep pushing forward with the show, but now they just announced like, no, we're, we're not even mm. going to try it. So, well, just thought it was, it was interesting. It was kind of one of the examples, I guess, of a, the public, you know, pushing back so hard that they get their way and B, um, you know, even if you're, you're a darling director one minute, you're, you can be out in the cold the next because, People are really falling out of love with those two because of, I think, the ending of Game of Thrones. Right. So, well, and that's what I was wondering. Like, do you think it's purely, um, purely fans, watchers, and stuff, or is this like a, uh, a loss of confidence or a vote of no confidence in the two? Because they were also slated to be doing uh, their own Star Wars trilogy. You know. Yes. So you have, you have it. I think it's kind of it's ironic. You get there is in such a hurry to finish Game of Thrones, one of the the best things that could be handed to a pair of young directors ever. Absolutely, and they're ready to rush through it, and in hopes of other jobs. And now they're losing all those jobs. So is this? Yeah. I don't know. Is it just? I mean, if a trilogy of three new Star Wars movies is, is a commitment too. Um, Absolutely. Are you gonna flake out on on that um, two movies in? Right. Right. Um, and I mean, the other ironic twist to that is, um, I've heard rumblings that those will be delayed as well because mm-hmm. of the reception of the last trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people weren't happy with Rise of Skywalker. Yep. And sort of the interplay between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And now Disney's kind of doing another like big pause. We didn't have the reaction we wanted um, sort of in the same vein that they did after Solo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you said, Weiss and Benioff were in a rush to get to all these jobs and those jobs are dropping left and right mm-hmm. or being pushed back. I... And- I won't comment on the Star Wars stuff because I think that should be a whole episode. <laughs> yes, a whole I, episode I totally of Star agree. Wars. Um, yeah, I yeah, I only I only bring it up to yeah. to uh, segue into the next trilogy being delayed. 
yep. possibly. For sure. Um, and and sort of Weiss and Benioff losing out on some opportunities here. Yep. So. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you can tell we're already talking about television. Um, yeah. The like, there's no better time for being a fan of television than now. And I was wondering what you thought of when that, like when the golden age of television has started. Ooh. Oh man. Man, I don't know that I have a ready answer to that question. Um, I mean, it feels like the past 10 years, really, I mean, I know that's kind of a long stretch, um, but, you know, like there's a lot that's gone into development from, you know, when you would sit down and, you know, have to watch a, a live episode of TV or miss it. Um, you know, there's been so many steps in between that and to where we are now, which is just like anytime, anywhere, any show almost. Um, but I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like the past 10 years, just, just sort of like a couple years beyond um, the first Game of Thrones season, you know, mm -hmm. like when, when, streaming services really decided to make their own shows. Right. I think it's also sort of a dual rise of movie stars, traditional movie stars getting into television. Yeah, that's true. It was always, uh, it was always sort of seen as the, I don't know, the shameful thing or whatever mm -hmm. that you're a, a Hollywood. Yeah. You're a Hollywood actor and now you're going to be, forced to be on a sitcom or something like that mm -hmm. but in my mind it started with probably one answer is bias uh Bowser galactica because uh, i love it so oh much. nice uh and then the oh, other no. is like sopranos uh, yeah. to me oh. with those two i mean one you had Battlestar, where it was a show that uh hallmark of television often was the lower budget so you had you didn't have the special effects so they weren't as convincing um and battlestar i did a pretty good job of changing that brought good drama to television every week and then um sopranos i which i haven't seen um but everybody raves about it and i think that's what started to i'm gonna admit the same i haven't seen it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that's what started uh, you know even today, people still love the Sopranos. It's brought up and in in television, you know, and other things from HBO like Deadwood or whatever. But yeah. I think that was the beginning of it, really. I think uh, I think it's ironic that we talk about Sopranos, another show with um, what many people believe is an unsatisfying ending. Yes, yep, that's for so sure. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a common theme. I think TV shows start really well, and then you know everybody gets in and and everybody's talking about it, and then all of a sudden something happens to like the final seasons and it's hard to, hard to wrap it up, hard to mm -hmm. deliver. Yep. So, well, and I would talk about that too in the, I think it would bundle really well into this, the star Wars episode. Cause there's just <laughs> this thing and, and you're, you're a writer. You, you tell me yeah. when you are going to write something does generally not a blueprint, an outline, 
isn't that one of the earlier things, you know? I mean, I know stories can start from anywhere. You know, you get inspiration for a place or a character or whatever, and things build from that. But when you're going to actually do something, don't you have a structure? Absolutely. You storyboard it. You map it out. Um, I mean, like you said, you can be inspired by anything, anywhere. But those, I feel like at least should be more of like, oh, this is my journal entry for the day, or this is, you know, my little notebook inspiration that right. I have. And if I really want to write about it, I should come back to it um, and really develop it and like plot it out before I start writing. Mm -hmm. Because I've learned it's very easy to get excited about something and, you know, write a couple pages or write a chapter or, you know, write the first act of a play if that's what you're going to do mm -hmm. um but it's it's hard to follow through if you don't have the commitment if you don't have the passion and you don't have a vision for where you're going because it can feel endless mm -hmm. if you just write so why do you think <laughs> these professional writers in hollywood and everything why do you think they don't get that is it like a? is it you know, okay, we need to deliver a movie now. Okay, you got a good idea. Let's get a script. Let's get a script and let's do it. That sounds great. And then you just, well, okay, well, the next thing then, you know, well, sure. that was successful. So more of that, do more of that. Is mm -hmm. it, you know, I just think that some things don't have an excuse. You know, did some, was Sopranos born that way? Did Star Wars know they were going to make a trilogy instead of just one more movie? I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that there there are definitely shows out there that are are born with the end in mind. Um, for example, I'm a big fan of the show The Good Place, hmm. and that is now ending after four seasons. And they could totally keep going. They have a huge fan base. It's really big right now. Um, nominated for a lot of awards. Um, but the showrunners keep saying, like, we envisioned this in four seasons. That's what we feel we can execute well. Right. And if we push it, we're not going to do it well anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's the smart move sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you just – you got to leave the party before you're the one who stays too long. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's a smart way to approach it. Do I do I think sometimes there's room for exception? Sure. Um. But I think it's really hard if you approach a TV show with, we just want to make as many seasons as possible. It can work, but a lot of times I think it backfires. I love your example. Um, as, <laughs> as, a, as an aside or a tangent, have you seen the SNL skit with Ryan uh, Reynolds uh, and Jimmy Fallon? It's the, no. it's the new sense of like, get the F out candle. Uh, I no. forget. Yeah, so it's like oh, he's at a holiday though. party, and it's like you're doing all the signs. You're like, oh, oh. oh. you're like <laughs> yawning, really extreme. You're trying doing... to trying to get people to take the hint. Yeah, get you're doing. Um, oh man, it's so late. I should leave. Oh wait, this mm -hmm. is my house. I just shouldn't leave. You guys should. Right. Leave. And no one leaves. Well, then you light this candle, and it smells so bad that everybody <laughs> leaves. Then so. Yeah. No, I've not seen this, but obviously I will now. Yeah, it should be seen. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Um, it just it strikes me as odd that you know it, this is happening, but maybe more and more of like thing like uh, 
what's what's that this is this the same like showrunners and in the same world as a good wife no it's no not, okay. uh -uh. um so the, so the good place is uh starring Kristen bell and ted danson oh okay yeah it's it's the one where um Kristen bell's character dies and is and i'm i'm really not spoiling anything because this is all like the first 10 minutes of the first yeah. episode um so she dies and thinks she is sent to the good place um but realizes that this is a mistake because her, she is a horrible person as we learn through all of her flashbacks to her life on earth she is terrible um so she, it's all about like her trying to stay in the good place oh, okay and ted danson is like the architect of the good place and she's trying to keep him from finding out it's yep. i highly recommend it um especially as i'm i'm one of those who likes to switch up my tv watching i need a dark show but i need a light show sure i gotta i gotta ping back and forth i can't just like all in yep. all dark all the time and we have a, a viewer that uh doesn't like those shows and says uh friends trumps them all it's, friends trumps them yeah. all <laughs> uh, every single show we've discussed yeah <laughs> well <laughs> i mean friends i mean were you an avid watcher of of friends i know they just had their Absolutely. whatever anniversary or um, yeah um, yeah i was uh i was one of those like nbc thursday must see tv thursday mm -hmm. um my parents were very into the shows at that time like seinfeld friends yep. so those were those were big staples and now of course you can still see friends for a time anyway on netflix and i've rewatched. watched so oh, okay I, yeah yeah, yeah. Before NBC gets their own channel um, and pulls off The Office and Friends, like everybody's oh, yes. doing now. So, as you mentioned, that um, mm -hmm. NBC can have their service. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone has their service. Um, yep. How do you think the state of streaming is, and what services do you have? Like, do you try try yeah. to get them all? Do you switch between them? <laughs> so. Funny story, as I was kind of prepping for this show, I was I was looking something up. I was like trying to fact check something on IMDb and I saw IMDb TV and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so great. Like they've sort of divided the site between like movies and television. So I clicked on it. Nope, it's a streaming service. Like IMDb has their <laughs> own TV streaming service. And I was just like, my God, how far are we going with this whole, like, everybody has a TV service. Like, yeah. Facebook has Facebook Watch now, mm -hmm. um, which I'm still trying to figure out because they somehow, through, like, some magic powers, have pulled all seasons of Buffy the Vampire, which is my all-time favorite TV show. So I'm still trying to figure out Facebook Watch and how I can get in on that. Wait, Facebook Watch has all the Buffy shows? Right? That's the... This is like blowing my mind. That's weird how that, yeah. That's right. Like that Buffy's never been on almost anything. I think they were on Netflix for like a little bit, um, but they're, they're gone now, but yeah. So like everybody has a streaming service. It's kind of making me a little crazy because it feels like streaming services are moving into a format where they're just different TV channels. Mm -hmm. Do you yep. know what I mean? They're not even yep. like a streaming service anymore. Yep. It's more like, like you, like YouTube or um, 
not YouTube. Well, YouTube's getting their own original content too. Justin Bieber apparently is doing like a show. Oh, I'm excited. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna first in line to watch but, that. But they do. Um, yeah, I mean, they have. Uh, there's a retro tech show I watch on there. Uh, Marquez yeah. Brownlee does, and there was one that stars some people from Harry Potter, Draco Malfoy, and Infidor uh, right. Tonks are in it and stuff. So right. yeah, they have their own content oh. too. Yeah, so everybody's getting their own content. And it feels like less of a streaming service and more like which channel do it you know like when i'm surfing through tv like which channel do i like which mm -hmm. channel has the best programs so it's very in my mind it's very like cyclical um yeah. right like streaming services were born as one thing and now they're shifting sort of back into a different thing mm -hmm. except the difference was that with um you know our viewer here says all you need is netflix amazon prime and youtube and i have those I, yeah <laughs> and those are yeah, i mean pretty dominant for sure um but like with cable you had or satellite you had all your channels in one place you knew you mm -hmm. turn on tv have this there i know like amazon is trying to do where if you open the amazon prime app you can subscribe via them to other content so then right it's just this channel um apple's doing where you can subscribe through them and manage your subscription through your apple account and then you just launch the apple tv app to like, yeah. I mean, still pinging you in between different apps, right. but I mean, it's, I mean, because we're going to need some solution for that. You're going to have people that, you know, if they're still interested in watching TV, people are going to get tired of like, well, okay, what, what app was that one on? Who's doing this show? And then yeah. you can't maintain them all either, you know? Right. Yeah. We're sort of running into that right now um, where... We've got Netflix, we've got Amazon, YouTube, of course, um, Hulu, and one other streaming service that I'm not thinking of, I think. Um, but I think, oh, Disney Plus, which I'm yanking, don't tell them, from my parentals because they just got new unlimited Verizon data plans. Mm, so I'm like, yep. Stealing yep. that, though. Sorry, Disney. You'll be fine, though. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have some issues with Disney or whatever. So we were like, oh, do we want to pay for that? You know, but uh, we're getting it from Verizon too or whatever. So nice, nice. It's a nice bonus. But, you know, none of these. It's I, the hook, not... though. What's that? It's the hook. It's the hook. They're oh, going to get you. And then yeah. suddenly it's going to be, you know, you got to pay for something. Yes. Yep. Well, and it, it, it did work because now if, you know, all of a sudden that was going to run out and Mandalorian mm -hmm. season two comes around. Well, I'm going to pay to ha to watch Mandalorian season two. So, right. Right. Yeah. But it was before you had these, you had all these channels that were, you know, they were beholden to the cable companies to be distributed. Right. You know, so it was, it was, uh, it behooved them to, to bundle and make deals you know, and as a, just a channel, you know, a lot of them were under one umbrella and mm -hmm. now, but you've got these giant, giant tech companies that are making and media companies that are making their own streaming service. They're not going to bundle. I don't think, you know, I think yeah. that's the difference is that before you'd have channels and they would have to kind of come together under an umbrella. And I feel like right. the best we're going to get is, is that Amazon or Apple TV trying to offer you one place to click on your different streaming service. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Netflix was sort of like the original 
gatherer um, in that format. And then now, now it's all slipping away, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I mean, I don't think Netflix is going away, but right. they're losing a little bit each time everybody opens up a channel. Yep. Our, our viewer here says he's from the UK. He doesn't get Hulu or HBO and etc. HBO. That's what I was thinking of. Super obvious. Mm. That's what we have also. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Or <laughs> lady. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. Um, I mean, you can use a VPN. And people here do that. Like with Star Trek, you get to watch on yeah. CBS. But with Netflix, you can watch it in other countries. See VPN that you're in another country and whatever. I think that's legal. <laughs> um do you have cable then you didn't, too? You didn't get it from us if it's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you have cable then too yet yeah mm-hmm. okay so, so even more even more stuff to watch right that's always the it thing feels... oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say it feels a little less pressing now um like cable i was really really um interested in hanging on to when walking dead was so big and now I'm just I'm drifting from Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, which so I'm but you're, about, but... you're still caught up. You're still caught up. No, I'm not. I'm like okay. a season or two behind now. I I do like Fear the Walking Dead. Actually, that feels like a little bit of a refresh okay. that I'm enjoying. Nice. Um, but it's it's hard. There, I feel like walking dead has killed a lot of people that i enjoyed which you know you have to do in in a zombie apocalypse world i mean you can't have no death but it just hasn't gripped me the way that game of thrones would kill people major people and i would still be gripped yep yep so reviewer i gotta read his name uh, this show show this he gives doesn't like um doesn't like walking dead anymore either yeah we had quit a couple seasons ago um, yeah, it, it's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of example of, like, how much of a plan did they have on that as well, you know? Right. Um, and how and have they stayed they... too long at the party? Do we yeah. need to light the candle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I've got um, got the Disney Plus, Netflix, okay. Amazon, YouTube, um, Apple TV, because if you get a device, uh, you get Apple TV Plus. Um, sure. For a year, I think it is. And Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah. I've got Crunchyroll as well. And then Hulu Live TV. So we don't have cable or satellite. So it's um, we have Hulu Live TV then. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like cable is one of the things we're, we're reevaluating. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. We keep. It's a lot. Yep. We, we had PS View. And so that was one kind of, it's not really news, I guess, because uh, it's been a little bit, but PS View, PlayStation View is going away. That mm-hmm. was their TV service. Um, we're shutting that down. And so that's why we switched to Hulu Live TV sure. um, in its stead. And we could get rid of that too, but every once in a while, I mean, we we watch, uh, my wife watched Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil is like incredibly inaccessible. Um, yeah anywhere but watching it live it's really yep. weird so we have it, rec- it records tbrs and then um housewives you know it's i mean that's you a must you gotta have the housewives that's so, right it's it's sad but um, that's pretty much what we keep it for <laughs> do you uh it's 
taking a little bit of a detour, have you heard the new Housewives news? Uh, about the uh, Salt Lake City. Wait, what? Yeah, there's going to be a real Housewives Salt Lake City. If if I heard that, I don't remember it. Um, okay. Someone just, just texted me a little bit ago and, and said that that was a thing. And I was like, yeah. I'll still watch it. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. I'll watch it. I mean, I'm, it's. I'm uh, curious. <laughs> it's gonna be. You know, they're gonna put a couple Mormons in there. And right. Like, I want to know. Yeah, they're gonna explore that. For yeah. Sure. So, I'm. I'm not ashamed to say that's that's a large reason why I will watch it. Okay. I mean, um, I, I may not stay with it, but that's a large reason reason why I would start. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up housewives a little later on i think too yet um that's that's very interesting that's very interesting to know yeah yeah. um so um it's um you were talking tv well we kind Mm -hmm. of kind of gone over that a little bit with um i guess stuff but you you still watch a lot of movies is like movies a big thing for you or is television one of you like your more predominant form of entertainment sure um i would say television is probably now more dominant um it's i mean both for me and then watching with chris my mm-hmm. husband um for a one viewer out there um yeah i mean tv's just it's quicker to get through i mean you don't have to commit so long Um, and it's, it's nice when you, you kind of want to like wind down with a show or if I'm like, don't tell my boss, uh, watching at work, um, it's easier to watch an episode of TV than it is to like sit down and watch a movie. Um, and I mean, but that being said, like, I still love the movies. I still love the experience of going to the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm actually, though we have so many movies available on streaming services, I'm actually more likely to go to a theater sit down and watch a movie than I am to sit down and watch one from a streaming service, unless it's like nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, somebody will bring something up and I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen that. That's childhood. Right. And I'll bring it up on a streaming service and watch it. Do you think that, um, the youth of, uh, the world will, are, is still interested in the group experience kind of thing? Because, from what I understand, yeah. what I hear is um, kids these days, they don't watch television. A TV is just not a device they care about. They don't have a laptop that they're using. They're using their phone and they're consuming yeah. their video entertainment on their phone. And yeah. I mean, that's anything. That's sitting watching TV shows. That's, I guess, movies. I mean, or is it just not, I don't have the patience for a movie, you know? Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like movies, I mean, they do require patience. They do, they do require you to sit down. Um, and you can, you can watch a movie in chunks. Of course you can, but I think you miss something when you do. Um, and that's, that's really tough to do on a phone. Um, right. You know, because I mean, you can watch anything, anytime, anywhere on a phone, but you rarely, I think, watch something on a phone and have like two hours to kill. Right. Um, but, so so you, is, can, you can chunk it up, but that's tough. Right. That's, you know. 
So you miss things. Binge watching a thing that we, our generation, like started and then it's going to end with us? Or, Ooh. I mean, no. because we'll sit, at, oh, I don't want to watch a movie, but then you power through right. six episodes or whatever. Later. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I know that people have talked about this a lot before. Yeah. And so, a straight, you know, but I just, it always interests me. Like, are we looking in the wrong place here? Are we thinking this is normal and it's going to not be really soon? I don't think so. Um, I think from the, the the few younger people I've talked to, binge watching is still a thing. It's just like binge watching YouTube videos or like mm -hmm. binge watching somebody's channel, like mm -hmm. an influencer or, you know, like a vlogger or whatever, yep. um, or like mini series from YouTube mm -hmm. that I think is still binge watching. It's just like the content itself is shorter. Mm -hmm. You still maybe spend two hours maybe watching a channel on YouTube, but you're watching like five minute increments. Yep. So. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I should look at some I, of the demographics uh, on, on, on shows and stuff and how, mm -hmm. how that gets broken down. Cause I'd be interested. Yeah. I think also TV is really geared, even though it's so accessible, it's still really geared towards adults because adults just have more time. So I think that, you know, when this generation maybe moves into like college level and above kind of adulthood, you just have more time to like sit down and kill, um, you know, as, as a younger generation, if you've got activities going on, um, you know, you're out with your friends, you're trying to like hang out, go somewhere. It's harder to just like commit a night to binge watching or if you've got homework for goodness sake. You know, it's yeah. harder to, to commit. Like I have so much more free time now I've noticed in uh, my life since I graduated from grad school. Mm -hmm. um, I sit down and like make complicated dinners right. on a frequent basis. I've read six books mm -hmm. in the past two weeks and finished three TV shows. And I'm watching like seven TV shows right now. So, you know, so you know what needs to end all this productivity is you have a kid and then <laughs> oh my gosh oh my, God, you know? my mom would love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yes so i mean because i know you know a few new yeah, parents or whatever spot. too and it's like yeah it, uh, it's it's the sweet spot between being a kid and having a kid i think yeah is uh is what tv's aimed for or movies really yep yep okay well so <laughs> It's a new year, 2019 is mm -hmm. gone. Um, yes. What's been your favorite TV of the last year? What's kept you entertained? Yes. Um. So it's hard. It's hard to think of like the entire year because, holy cow. Um. But something that I sort of like closed out the year with is two different shows because I I said earlier I need I do my dark and my light. Um. So I closed out the year with Lucifer, which is on Netflix. It's four seasons and the fifth season will be coming next year or actually this year. My God, it is 2020. Like you just said. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to this year is the, the final season of Lucifer, the fifth and final season. Um, but yeah, I it's, it's not obviously a new show, but it was a new show to me 
in 2019. Okay. Um, Cause I'm trying to be more proactive about watching like Netflix's or uh, Amazon's original content. Right. Yeah. So that was a big one. I really liked it. It's, it's a twist. I, I won't give anything too big away, but it's a twist on um, another like buddy cop procedural mm-hmm. kind of show. Um, but the twist is one of the characters is actually Lucifer. He's the devil. Right. And it's also based on a comic um, as well. It's a comic series and it's, I think it's just really well executed. It's dramatic. It's hilarious. It's, um, it's supernatural. You know, it's, it's got a lot of different elements. The actors are fabulous. Tom Ellis, who plays Lucifer is just like the most committed, excellent actor. Hmm. So I just, I, I love it. Um, and and it introduced it reintroduced me to um, a actress who I I watched her for an entire season and thought, my God, I know you from somewhere. And she's one of the main characters. She's actually plays Lucifer's therapist because he's in LA. So everybody, of course, has to go to therapy. Um, and the only other thing I'd seen her in was actually the hangover. She's oh. like the terrible girlfriend to Stu. She's like that awful controlling girlfriend who like watches him throughout the entire movie. And I remember like hating her guts, but in Lucifer, I absolutely love her. She just like totally commits. She doesn't care. Like if she's liked or not liked, she's fabulous. She's one of the best parts of the show. So yeah. So Lucifer is Lucifer is my dark show. And then my light show is uh, one day at a time. Also on Netflix, little cute, like, 20 minute episode comedy slice of life for a family um, that has kind of some, some interesting dark moments. It's a single mom and her two kids living with her mother. And she, this, the mom is um, uh, a war veteran um, who comes back and some of the kind of serious moments deal with like her PTSD. But a lot of it is just, you know, exploring her world, exploring her kids world and, it's it's all of it's everybody every character is really well developed which is one of my favorite things is when a character is well developed right so i have never heard of that one (laughs) um that's kind of the way this can be now though with so much stuff that you can have things just never heard of and a lot of things are going to go under the radar really good quality content for sure right right it's hard it's hard to keep up with everything so yeah, what I about see, you? Well, I see what do you we got? share. Uh, this is a notes. I see we share one show that was uh, a really big um, for this year, The Promised Neverland. Oh my God, so good. Um, that was <laughs> that was quality. Um, Absolutely. I have uh, I liked uh, Witcher. Um, was probably that's bit... on my that's on my two watch. Yeah, so I'm glad you like it. I mean, I played uh, Witcher two the game and mm-hmm. a lot of Witcher three and the Witcher card game. So when this show was announced, um, it's pretty worried because usually video games to television or movies doesn't work out so well. Um, but yeah, I was super impressed. I kept going into it expecting like some sort of that'd be let down there'd be a lower budget moment or something but i was it was kind of the other way other way around i was i was impressed by the production value 
and seeing some familiar faces they got you know some talent in there uh made me like some more characters and having played the games uh we would stop in the middle of it and be like okay we gotta look this up because we're not sure who like the story wasn't quite making sense to us or we were like how is this person here and it was really fun to see the fill in more of that backstory because this this stuff it's based on the books not the game but they clearly take things from both and they it takes place before um before the games okay so um it was really cool to see um the like main song that they wrote um toss a coin to your witcher listen to that song it's catchy it's awesome <laughs> um so i mean i was probably going to say my show of the year is the mandalorian but i think oh witcher, okay I think witcher passed it up for me did you see Ooh, mandalorian no i haven't seen it yet okay um i've just gotten my stolen uh disney credentials so oh, right, I, w yeah. I will be watching it um but yeah i haven't seen the mandalorian yet witcher is definitely on my my list to watch um and I'm going to out myself as an extra nerd. Um, the Witcher came up. I'm part of a Facebook group for the Renaissance Festival. Mm -hmm. um, and The Witcher actually came up recently on on chat in that group um, as everybody excited to see Witcher costumes this year. Mm. A big group of people are planning to um, get coins so they can do the toss a coin to your Witcher, um, which, which now makes more sense to me. Yeah, hearing your your uh, discussion of that and knowing that that's a song, so yeah. Oh, it's so good. So I'm um, so I'm just like getting really revved up to watch it. I'm really excited. That's good. I mean, my thing, and I was told going into it, um, or just a little bit in, was there are three separate timelines going at once, and okay. I didn't necessarily know that first and once you know that and you it you see how it all comes together so i know that was the biggest complaint that i've been seeing of the show is the jumping around in the timeline with different groups um sure and it sounds like they're gonna have it very different but it kind of converge in in the anyways so um, okay yeah i i'm excited to hear what you have to think about it um, absolutely it's and yeah i mean I know we talked Viking, but I would I would absolutely um, drop <laughs> coin to be to, to cosplay as Witcher instead. for the Rena Renaissance Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I we watch you know a lot of um, uh, you know like you say kind of a, something light and something dark. You know, um, mm -hmm. so the new season of Rick and Morty was really good this year too. I. I haven't watched most of the other stuff. I kind of really got into it this season. Um, sure. But that's just hilarious. Um, so I'm surprised you didn't see say Stranger Things. What do you think of Stranger Things? Okay. Well, so I when we when we sort of talked about shows, I approached it as like what was a brand new show to me that I loved this mm. year. Okay. I because I because I did actually think of Stranger Things right. very quickly. Um, but then thought like, no, I should, I should talk about like an entire show that I, that I watched the last year. Um, cause you know, I mean, obviously that that's over several years. Yeah. I did love stranger things. I loved this season better than I loved season two. Okay. Um, the only big disappointment for me this season was Hopper. 
the character okay. of Hopper. He just got really weird and yelly and one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was just a big letdown because he was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And he just he he kind of dropped a little bit in my ranking system. Um it was, I mean, like I loved the the new setting. I loved the Starcourt Mall. I loved mm-hmm. all the adventures there. Um, I just thought I think overall plot-wise, I loved this season. I thought some characters just took a little bit of a nosedive. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopper being one. Um, and then um, Charlie being another. Will's older brother. Um, oh, right. Okay. Okay. He just, he just, when his whole, like, dynamic with Nancy at the paper was just, like, mm-hmm. you're yep. being, like, a big denier of like what she's telling you is happening and i didn't really see the point of that sure. like i just felt like they dragged that out a little bit so um the star the star of that season for me was billy yes. max's older brother absolutely just sure. like knocked it out of the park crushed every single scene yep. um and i'm i'm yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I was gonna say something yeah, that I don't know. I know. I, should, I was. Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking while we're talking is how we probably should preface by like, you know, spoiler. Yeah, we'll, we'll be like, you know, if something's Going gonna come spoiler. up that's spoilery, we'll yes. give it an advance notice. Okay. I would think. Yeah. But um, yeah, I yeah. I think I think we talked about Stranger Things some. I. It does. I mean, it's one of those things like a Spielberg show, or like the original, well, not the original, but the Brendan Fraser mummy movie. There's mm-hmm. a, as an art to the balance between drama and humor, and I think that yeah. in this last decade, it's really the Marvel franchise that's kind of managed to nail that best usually, and so Absolutely. I think Stranger Things is having that trouble. Um, where, you know, how, wh- when is it funny and when is it serious? And it seemed to me like a lot of it should be serious, but they're too busy making sure they inject humor into everything. Um, right. You know, right. there's a scene I... with a little girl that is like in there is with the group. And it's like, this is very serious, little child. You would you could die here okay it's not Absolutely. funny uh, and so you got to balance yeah. that to make it believable yet yeah yeah i felt like the humor was was a little forced and a little one note um you know sort of relying on stereotypes or tropes sure um rather than than cleverness mm-hmm. um there there were certainly moments of course that i that i still thought were very funny um and and were more well executed but i on the whole like you said humor was a little was a little off balance this season so what are you looking forward to what are you um you know when are you uh what are you looking forward to what are you watching now what's uh what's yeah. on your radar so i'll i'll start with what i'm looking forward to um part of which i already said which is of course the final season of lucifer Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm actually very glad that there's only five seasons. Cause I think they're, they're going to do the thing where they don't stay too long at the party. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be like a good ending after five seasons. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to is the adaptation of Robert Jordan's wheel of time series. Oh, okay. I 
yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be either epically awesome or like a really, really big failure. <laughs> um, because the the series itself, um, have you read that at all? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's very complicated. Like the books are, dare I say, even more complicated than Game of Thrones books. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. Um, so that's why I say it could either be this huge, amazing thing, or it could be like just a train wreck. Um, so I'm, I'm actually rereading the books right okay. now to, to get prepped for it because it's, it's definitely one of those where you want to go in, I think with, with some base. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a, I'm a little worried about that, but I'm really excited about it because it's like another grand fantasy epic. Um, that I think could really hook people. It's at the core, it's got this really amazing story and it's got really memorable, solid characters that are well-developed. Um, sadly, Robert Jordan died before he could complete the series, mm. but he he had another writer that he was sort of like working with at the time okay. that he sort of fell ill who finished out the series and it's almost seamless, like the transition. So it's a complete series, which is really great. Um, it's got that leg up on the Game of Thrones, I think. Right. Because um, there's there's an end destination, so you've got you've got somewhere fully realized to go. But maybe the creators, maybe the showrunners, won't read most of it or really be all that inspired by the original content, and it will be. Yeah. I mean. Well- We'll see. Where is it going to be? Do you, you know who's what service is going to be on? Who's doing it? Do you have they have uh, good credentials or you know anything like that? Right, I believe Amazon is doing it. Okay. So okay. and and they've got some pretty solid um, notches on their belt. I think I don't. They don't really have much in the way of fantasy. Sure. But they've got some solidly produced programs. Um, so so yeah so i'm i'm a yeah i'm a little nervous (laughs) because the last fantasy i watched on amazon was carnival row and that was a giant disappointment (laughs) as i've told you (laughs) and i think i have it listed under my my disappointments yeah um because it just it's it was tough it was too much exposition they didn't just like trust the story the actors are amazing but they can only do so much yep so um, and then something else I'm looking forward to this year is the third season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Okay. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely one of those who's been hooked by that. I think it's awesome. I so. didn't know they were through a season two already. Yeah, they wow. they did them sort of like really quickly back to back, and they're short seasons. Okay. Um, you know, like eight to ten episodes and stuff like that. So, yeah, okay. it's really fun. Hmm. Like it's a it's a great program. Well, again, well produced. Um. For any nerds out there, um, Eowyn from Lord of the Rings, Miranda Otto, is one of the main oh. characters. She's one of the aunts, and she just kills it. Kills oh, every single scene. Cool. So, speaking of someone who dressed up as Eowyn for the run of Sun. That's so, right. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I have a bias here. But yep. if I were trying to be unbiased, she still does kill it. Mm-hmm. Well, that so, sounds what like about a pretty you? good lineup. Uh, yeah, I... I um, I've been waiting. I thought it was supposed to come out in December, 
um, for the third season of Castlevania, animated mm. Netflix show. Um, yes. My friend Phil's watched that, and we watched that. And it's, um, when you insist, it's not an anime. It is not an anime. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been looking forward to that. And then all the, not all of, some of the um, Disney Plus stuff. So, like, if assuming it comes out this year, it's you know, mm-hmm. WandaVision. I'm so really excited for WandaVision. Yep. Seriously. Um, I'm worried now, though, because WandaVision mm-hmm. is supposed to lead into, to my understanding, uh, the next Doctor Strange, where that was the thought yes. anyways. And we could save that for maybe a movie episode, but there is a, a shakeup with the director of, of that movie now. So I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, wait on all that stuff, I guess, but um, I uh, I am so hopeful for the Disney Plus stuff. Um, yeah. And then uh, I would say the second half of the latest Rick and Morty season should be coming out, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Nice, nice. Um, what are you, uh, what are you watching presently? What? What? aren't I watching presently? Okay. What import <laughs> what are you really enjoying that you're watching presently? Okay. Okay. Um I am watching the series on Netflix You with Penn Badgley. Okay. Um it's excellent. It's so good. Um I got this off just like I was actually talking TV. Um I had a girls night with uh some of my sisters in law. Mm. and sisters-in-law to be um and somebody recommended you and i was like all right you know i i like Penn badgley as an actor so i'll give it a shot turns out it's really good nice like really a well-produced drama it also has a clear sense of what it wants to do who the characters are where it's building as a story um at least the first season so far um has done so so i'm really enjoying that um it's got some excellent twists, both I think that you can see coming and some that you can't. So, um, and it's got a lot of well done, very dark humor, okay. um, which which I'm usually into. Um, I laugh at the dark stuff, so I got I got that gallows humor going on. Nice. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a good one that I'm watching right now. Um, I am watching supernatural okay okay with with my husband um it's a great show to like have somebody else watch it with you sure i think um there's so many episodes it feels like it's going to take forever to finish them even though we're like powering through season (laughs) seven (laughs) you're like halfway or something yeah i know i know We're, we're just like hoping to hit that halfway mark for god's sake um but it's it's a good one because it's easily picked back up and and like put down and put, picked back up um everything you can kind of follow it's well done um yeah it's a, it's a good one i think to watch with someone else okay um and then the other one i've i feel like i've watched i've tried to watch so many shows this year and like haven't followed through because some of them are just terrible like things yeah. i thought were going to be good were really bad dude i don't like mad men I hate it. <laughs> oh, I hate it so I, much. I I haven't watched it 
Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't watched it. I never, it never appealed to me, so I didn't. It, the, the the world itself is gorgeous. I just do mm -hmm. not care about anyone on that show. Right. Like everybody just could just like die, and it would make no difference to me. I'm emotionally <laughs> invested in. Maybe no it one. would be the best. They all die, and then they have to follow a new group of people. Love it, love it. Bring it on, man. Um, I tried to watch Outlander. I hate that too. It's huh. supposed to be like so amazing, and like the settings. Like, it just makes me want to go to Scotland. It doesn't yep. make me want to watch these people. It makes me want to go to Scotland. Right. Yep. Um. So, that, so that's, like, big ones that have been disappointing. I've also tried to watch – Um. there's a show on Netflix called Dairy Girls. And oh. it's a comedy about, like, four girls growing up in Ireland in the 90s. It's supposed to be, like, cute little comedy. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so rough. So – yeah, I'm sort of in the middle of like flipping around between shows that I'm trying to actually give a shot. Um, I just binge watched a whole bunch of New Girl. Okay. Um, and that's actually pretty cute. That's that's sort of providing me with some relief, mm -hmm. some comedic relief from you. Right. Because um, that's intensely dark. Huh. So yeah, so those are some of the things that I'm watching right now. And then as far as like, when I'm watching um, via anime, I'm watching a light show right now called Gamers, which we watched at, um, I think, Detour. We started, like, the first two episodes. Oh. Okay. Uh, and it's a cute little just, like, guy who's obsessed with games, like, video games, and gets invited to be part of, like, the video game. Oh, that's school. right. I do remember yep. that. Yep. Yes, that's funny. Okay. It's cute. I like it. Yeah. And it feeds my love of TV, anime, and gaming. So Nice. Well, we're past an hour, I'm pretty sure now. So we are. We're definitely <laughs> getting up there. And anyone that's going to watch that is like, God, these guys drone on forever. So I'll, I'll just mention <laughs> quickly. No, uh, no, no. That, um, <laughs> like, I have good, I'm, I'm going to end on good news for you. Ooh, um, okay. Because I see in the show notes that you have listed what you wish would come back as yes. Westworld. And it is. Whoa. Shut up! Yes, the Westworld, they're <laughs> yeah, doing a season three. It is, uh, it's happening. I'm worried about it because it looks very different. Um, okay. It's a very different setting. I heard setting. nothing about this, so Aaron, brand new to me. <laughs> Aaron Paul, I think his name yeah. is in it from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, same okay. showrunners, same people. So I hope it's, okay. I hope it's good. Oh, but, me too, because um, I really, I really liked it, and then it just was like, where did it go? Yep. I couldn't find anything about it being canceled, so yep. I wasn't sure if it was coming back or not. That is great news, yes. Yep. There's a lot of the stuff that I'd like to like bring up, but we'll save it for another time, I guess. And, Absolutely. Um, so, Popcast on the Rocks, that's the name of this. <laughs> um, the plan is to hopefully have something weekly. I think that would be great. Yeah. You know, if this goes monthly, I don't know, but hopefully if we can, if we manage the time. And, you know, this week we did television mostly. Other weeks maybe we'll, like I said, we, we talked about doing a full-on Star Wars episode. Absolutely. Um, and like I say, a lot of these other things, I, you know, there's stuff about the Marvel Netflix stuff. I could rant about that for a while if we want to have a, <laughs> an episode of just me, just me ranting about stuff. So, but um, 
Do you, uh, you should take the microphone away from me. Clearly, yeah. I to say. <laughs> so we're, this is going to Twitch right now. Um, and we're going to put it on YouTube. You can search for podcast on the rocks and I'm not sure when we're going to get there, get it there, but we'll try to get it on other podcast services as well. So Apple podcasts and Spotify for sure. Those seem like the big ones. So we'll see what happens, but, um, Absolutely. Um, cheers and good night. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, we'll talk to you in a week. Sounds good.